Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they all free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander, Toss Me the Rock, Desarpolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider, Gentleman Baseball is Whoa, here. San Diego Zone. San Diego Zone. Nikki Kreider. Sorry, San Diego. Might as well say it right now. San Diego Zone, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. Let's just start with the Padres Mets series while we while we got you, Nick. Let's do it. It's the it's the nightcap on Friday. A lot of listeners, a lot of fans out there listening. First of all, I'm so glad that the MLB did not screw over the San Diego fans and put in this as the early game at 10 a.m. That would have been awful. That would have been the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my entire life. No, I'm glad it's where it's at. It deserves to be. It deserves to be the prime time game. Yeah. Look. Looking at the pitching mat, there's a lot of good pitching matchups. Well, I know what the worst one is. The worst one's Philly versus St. Louis. Wheeler, good. Quintana, no thanks. Mariners, Luis Castillo, Manoa. That's a pretty good one. Mariners, Blue Jays leading. the. That's not leading the pack. The MLB put out their postseason power rankings for pitching staffs. Yeah. And the Padres were last at number 12. I think that's pretty disrespectful. From last at number 14 because there's 14 teams in. Oh, uh, well, I guess they left off two teams then, but the, the graphic they put out had the Potters at the bottom at number 12. Oh, no, there's 12 teams. That's my bad. 12 teams. That's my bad. My, there's, they've been changing it too much. Um, Yeah. Last at number 12? Yeah. Is that including all pitching the staff? Entire pitching staff. I mean, the Cardinals' bullpen is pretty nice. Yeah, but I mean, our bullpen's been good for the last month or so. I mean, we've definitely had some shaky games throughout the season, but Hayter's finally looking good. He hasn't allowed any runs in his last, like, seven appearances or something, something around that. And then, of course, Darvish was NL Player of the Month last month for all of September. He's been pitching great. He's our Game 1 starter. Joe Musgrove finished the season with an under-3 ERA. Clevenger's been great. You know, we've got Snell's been awesome. Yeah. I think I think, I think they just appreciated us. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I I also think your pitching staff is probably just as good, if not better, than the Cardinals. Oh yeah. I'm. I think they have the they have the Astros in number one. Yeah, I mean, Rife dude, the Astros, the Astros probably have the best one too, realistically, in Verlander Valdez. There's a lot of. There, there, I mean, Scherzer Degrom. Not with the way to honestly, no, not with the way Degrom has been pitching. Yeah, I mean Valdez was a Valdez had a record-setting year with with consecutive quality starts, and then Verlander was uh, the Cy Young. Yeah, Verlander was the best pitcher in baseball, and by all intents and purposes, Verlander is probably a better all-time pitcher than Scherzer and Degrom are. Oh, for sure. Do you guys like that they're one-two punches, throwing from different sides too? Oh yeah, that's That's sick. Yeah, I mean they they have Christian Javier. He's great. Urquidy, Garcia, McCullers, and that's not even touching their bullpen yet. They have like six guys they can roll out of starters and like use them in long run. Honestly, you know who's you know who's pitching staff I like? I like the Phillies. And I know that was my World Series preseason pick, but I like looking at like the the Nola, if Nola has his stuff cooking, Nola, Wheeler, Ranger Suarez has been really good since he came back from that injury. And then you have Syndergaard and Falter coming out. Like I'm looking at a lot of the guys, like the starters that you can utilize in long relief. 
And a lot of these teams have good ones. And so do the Padres, quite frankly. Like, especially in this wild card set, if you had, if you need to save some gas and deploy some of your other arms. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who do you, who's going game two for you guys? Musgrove? Snell. So it's going Darvish. Darvish, Snell, Snell, and then Musgrove if game three is needed. And then he'd presumably, I think, be the starter for the game one of the next series. Wow. Interest. Do you like that? Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, those are our two hottest pitchers right now, Snow and, and Darvish. How do you I know you don't sweat Scherzer at all, but how do you feel about this one? I'm feeling pretty confident. We had a good record against them in the regular season. So um, you know, you just kind of look and see what the matchup was like and how we've been able to handle those pitchers in the past. And you just mentioned DeGrom has not been himself lately, so I feel like Mets fans are worried. I mean, if you're looking at all of like the message boards and Facebook groups and just like comments on Instagram and Twitter, like it's a lot of Mets fans, you know, shaking, <laughs> saying how worried they are to face Machado and Soto. Do we they feel like have... some of that is the just sentiments that that are overflowing from losing the division too, right? Like yeah. it's, it's a little oh, bit of a snowball effect there. Definitely. And look, Padres fans, I mean, we, we're used to trauma as well, right? Like, we're used to blowing games. We're used to not being in the playoffs. So, to us, like, it's kind of like that residue trauma that we've had in the past. And that's kind of how the Mets are, right? Like, we're both two organizations that have, like, just not been able to get over the hump of recent years. So, I think the winner of this series, you know, will ride the momentum and probably knock off the Dodgers if I really had to put money on it. Whether it's the whether it's the Mets or the Padres, now I'm not saying that these teams are going to beat the Braves and go to the World Series, but the Dodgers are going to Dodger. Yeah, I I really think though, and maybe like everyone's like they won 111 games. Like, dude, the Mariners won 116 and didn't win the World Series, and for all intents and purposes, had j- probably just as good of a team as this Dodgers team. Like for me, like we said it in one of our other shows, we do so many, I don't remember which one that. The Dodgers lineup depth is just kind of meh. And if they're top three guys, Turner, Betts, Freeman, go cold. And the rest of the lineup is producing as they produce throughout the year. Like, I really don't have enough faith for this team to hit in a five game, you know? Mm -hmm. And looking at these three game sets, quite frankly, I think all of these series go to three, except for one. Can you guess? Can you guess which one I don't think is going to go to three? Um, let's see the Toronto and the Seattle. Now you, you like that matchup too. I love that match. Don't you? Uh, yeah, I do. I think it's a fun one. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? The I think, I think the guardians sweep them. The rays. Yeah. Yeah. McClanahan's I would been, not be surprised. McClan has been pedestrian. The second I half. would not be shocked. Um, yeah, I, I think if you're looking at like the matchup style of things where you do three games, then five games, then seven games, and of course the World Series of seven games, if you're looking at the matchups, I'd rather play the Mets in a shorter series, right? Let's just, I mean, you're going to try to catch lightning in a bottle multiple times if you're playing them five games, seven games, mm-hmm. right? So I like that's a three-game series. Yeah. I would prefer it to be the Braves, obviously, you know, because that's a shorter series because it's going to be hard to beat them in seven game series. Um, but the same thing with the Dodgers, right? Like getting less games, having to win less games against those teams is going to be beneficial for teams like the Padres and teams like the Phillies. Um, so 
I like our odds. I mean, I think this is a fun team. Heath Bell on Ring the Bell Pod Talk, you know, the Padres podcast that I host with him. He's always talked about this team needs to go out and have fun, right? They've lost that mojo, that locker room mentality where these guys are having fun and, you know, just acting like teammates, acting like a family, going out and doing fun stuff. And I've noticed within the last couple of months that they're really having fun now, right? They were going to the Bad Buddy concert together. They went to the Seahawks game together. And obviously when they clinched the, the wild card berth, they had a big party in the locker room and the fans got to watch it. And of course, a lot of teams do that. But these guys have just been smiling, joking around these last couple of days, you know, really just playing baseball. And um, it's really showing. I really believe that this team is finally catching their groove and that they have a real opportunity here to do something special without Fernando Tatis too. At this point, you know, they don't need him. And the more games they win or the more games they play, at least in the playoffs, it counts towards that suspension that Tatis is serving. So if this, if this game or sorry, this series, if every series were to go to its full length, right? So if the wild card went three games, the divisional series went five NLCS went seven and the world series went seven, I mean, obviously, that's going to be a, a heart attack for Padres fans, you know, taking years off our lives. But that means Tatis would only have to serve 10-game suspension next season. That'd be wow. nuts. That would take 22 games off. So right now he's at 32. That's crazy. The storylines for each team, I mean, the Rays, you said it last time, the Rays are always right. I think the Rays are maybe a year away. Get Glass now healthy get a full year of Wander Franco healthy. I, I think they're a year away from like being where they were. Like, look, they went to the world it's, series in well, 2020. They were the, they won the East last year. No, well, that's, that's just crazy that, you know, the way that you said that, that they're a year away and they were literally in the world series two years ago and they won the East last year. It's like, they should be there right now. They should be right there right now. But I don't think, look, I think the guardians, I'll, I said they were going to be sneaky. I thought the white Sox were going to win the division, but I said they were going to be a sneaky team this year. Mm-hmm. I thought McKenzie was going to be great last year. He was very hit or miss, very up or down. He's Tristan McKenzie has found his stuff. Cal Quantrill has been good. Super solid number three guy. And Bieber has been hot. Plus, they have one of the best closers, not the best closer in baseball. Right. The infield's awesome. Quan could win, is going to finish top three in rookie of the year. Obviously, Ramirez is an unsung player in baseball. Maybe the Rip Hamilton of baseball. I'll throw that out there. Then just a completely underrated guy who dominates. It's just great. And then they have Jimenez and Rosario, where Lin, as good as Lindor has been, you could look at that deal and be like, did the Guardians come out fair? Did the Guardians win? You know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I really think if the if it goes to three, I think the Guardians then are in a bit of a bit of a pickle, obviously, because it's any man's game. But as it stands right now, if, if Bieber comes and dominates tomorrow, like I imagine he will, uh, a, a decent raise lineup could be one of the could be the raise lineup could be the worst in the playoffs, quite frankly. If Bieber dominates them and Tristan McKenzie comes in and, and, and shows his best stuff, I mean they could be out of there in two games. Yeah. Right? And then they go and play they go and play the Yankees. Which I think the Yankees are a one are a one man show, to be honest. I don't. Yeah. I really do. I I honestly feel like that whole Aaron Judge home run saga has really taken a lot of energy out of Yankees fans and the Yankees organization in general. Just sitting there waiting, watching. You know, he was the focal point of like their entire team, and you know that was just what everyone had their eyes on. And that's exhausting for a team, right? Especially if it's like the chase keeps prolonging. 
if you were to just get it out of the way and there's 10 games left to play, then whatever. But the fact that it took this long to get there, I feel like the magic has run out in New York. They're probably going to have a really quick exit, in my opinion. Their bullpen has some questions. Like, do you, are his Chapman going to even play? Frankie Montas, Ben Intendi, Carpenter, the acquisitions that we thought would help carry them. We may not see any of those guys. Tyone's good, but he's their number three. Is Nestor Cortez going to really prove it in the playoffs? He had a great year. Is Garrett Cole worth the money? I think it's a great point that it's like, I mean, it's there's no statistical way of measuring it, but it definitely, like, what was the focal point of the Yankees season this year? Was it winning the World Series or was Aaron Judge? So like a record. I mean, meanwhile, you have other guys like, you know, like obviously the Cardinals. Yeah. Pujols getting to 700 was a major focal point. But nonetheless, they might have the MVP, although Manny Machado and seeing on Twitter is getting some love. People want him to win it. They won't do it. But it'll be fun. Arenado was, was amazing. The Cardinals had some amazing players and they're and quite frankly, they're such a well. They're the opposite of the Yankees in some respects. So like the Yankees would let a storyline like this get to them. They the media they'll let the media run their team in some respects. Where the Cardinals are just a tight ship, and a team that's been there before, and a franchise that's always there never falters. I think the Cardinals Phillies matchup is extremely intriguing. It's one of those teams that can play spoiler to the Braves. Quite honestly. Like one of those teams gets hot with their bats and they could they could keep up with the Braves. Mm. Like yeah, I I wanted to give you guys some of the series prices. Sure. At at Bet Online. So you mentioned the Phillies Cardinals series. Right now Phillies are plus one oh five to win that. Or if they do win that, and the Cardinals are minus one twenty five. Josh, you're would you still ride your Phillies pick? I know I know you have them to win the World Series and those you know, that was a massive dark horse pick. Great odds on that, but do you feel in your heart of hearts that that would be the pick in this series right now? With I've been the, saying the Cardinals, the Cardinals are playing baseball. I've been saying the Cardinals are the team of destiny. What I mean by that is like they have like they have like the magic and the allure of the season. But from a pure baseball standpoint, I really think now that the Phillies are healthy, and you know, Real Muto had a very sneaky season. Alec Bohm came through this year. Um, Harper's back. Schwarber had like Schwarber had like forty five plus home runs. Finished like 46. Ranger Suarez, like I said, has been good. I, I think the Phillies, I think this one goes to, I think this could be a sweep. Is could be a sweep. It's probably my second pick to be the sweep, but I don't think it will be. If there was a second, if I did have a second sweep, but I think the Phillies do take this one, all even though it's in St. Louis and, and Pools is, is done. You, you have been spewing so many, so many takes that the Cardinals. Are the team of destiny, and you're about it's to say different. But I've explained to you what swept. team of destiny is. In, I'm not. I'm saying they could be swept for sure. I don't think. I said. I think the only sweep was going to be the Guardians over the Rays. I'm lock. I'm DJ Cobb's locking in for 20 million rupees there. If there was a second sweep, it'd be that series in the favor of the Phillies. I think the Phillies are going to win that series. But I think team of destiny to me is a bit different. It just means they have the magic and the juju for a team that I don't think is a top five, six team in the playoff. Probably not a top eight team, but they have something else, a little angels in the outfit that can carry them. So, Nick, the pods are they're the biggest dog out of all the, the first series. They're wow, plus one fifty five. Yeah, and take the Mets it. are minus one seventy five. You're in on that? Yeah, for sure. You take that for sure. They're the biggest dog. 
Mm-hmm. Disrespect. People just don't utter, respect the Padres at all. Utter disrespect. What else? What they, uh, forget that Juan Soto is on that on that roster now. <laughs> yeah, I he didn't have the best season, but like <laughs> those odds are completely based off of just the one-two punch, Scherzer Degrom. That that's it. But Degrom's not pitching in the first two games, right? Which is interesting. They may not. They may, yeah, they may not even roll out to Grom. So it's like, which is going to be interesting to see if what happens there if they if they lose those two games without rolling out to Grom, what kind of criticism and backlash they'll get? Yeah, yeah. the the other uh, odds: Mariners are plus one thirty, Blue Jays are minus one fifty, and then the Rays are plus one of four, Guardians minus one twenty four. I, I think like the dogs. I, I think I think if you want to make some money, just put some sprinkle some money all over the dogs. Yeah, in the three in the three game set, a hundred percent. Do they have World Series odds on Bet Online? Full odds? Of course they do. Of course yeah. they do, right? Of course, of course they do. Thank you, Toss. What are they? What are the? What are the fills at to win the whole thing? Uh, plus twenty eight hundred. They're tied for last, uh, for worst odds with uh, one other team. Padres. Uh, Padres. So the Phillies Who- and the Padres. Both plus twenty eight hundred. What are the Blue Jays? The Jays are plus fourteen hundred, uh, and then the Dodgers and the Strohs have the two best odds um, or the highest odds to win. Dodgers plus two eighty five, Astros plus four twenty five. I really don't hate. I don't hate the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays at plus fourteen hundred is a safe between picking the favorite and picking just an absolute zinger of a dark horse. I think that's a great middle ground. They're probably like mid odds, right? Like probably six, seven, five around there. Yeah. They're almost smack dab in the middle. Do you guys like that? Or am I the only one that's like trying to drink that Kool-Aid or you guys want a little sippy sip of the blue Kool-Aid? Sippy sip. Do they have <laughs> enough guys that have gone that deep and been that clutch in the playoffs? That's my big question. I know they have the bats that can get really hot. And at that point, they could beat anyone in, in, on any given night. But do they have experience is valuable. No, experience is extremely valuable. First of all, they have George Springer, who in the locker room, you need one guy. You at least, yeah, you do need one got guy. The one like guy. That. Yeah. They've got the one guy. I think Manoa doesn't have the experience, but he's been as good as almost anybody this year. Uh, Gosman is a great second guy out. The big, I mean, Barrios has been such a disappointment. I'm curious to see how they utilize him. Um, they've they've been riding on him, but uh, they're a lot. I mean, Bochette's been dominant. Flat in a year that was somewhat disappointing based off projections, still put it 32 bombs out the park. Chapman kind of got hot in the second half. I mean, yeah, they just have a really strong lineup, really deep lineup. A couple guys they can deploy. They, the Whit Merrifield. You know he's not he's not on, he's not what we thought he would be, but he's still pretty solid and pretty valuable. You know you could put deployment at, at a bevy of different positions. I'm curious to see how you know the bullpen holds up with the lack of experience. But Romano's super solid, man. Uh, Garcia's solid as well. Um, then I, I, yeah, I mean Stripling. This is a, I'm I'm into this team. I don't hate I don't hate this team. I, I mean, in fact, I really like them. <laughs> good to answer good. your question there uh, and nick you and nick you're taking the plus 2800 you t- you took him at the beginning of the season 
Um, I have to double check. I think I did not, to be honest. We, I, what were their odds? Do you, do you think they would have been significantly were, worse than that? Lower. Yeah, I think they were lower, honestly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I was it's, thinking. Well, because everyone thought that Tatis would be back, too. So, like, yeah. And obviously, they didn't know they were going to get, um, you know, Soto. But, yeah, I don't, I don't have an open bet right now. For... But take it, Nick. Do I take it? Take it, yeah. bro. Send a okay, raven all right. to all the books. Send all a right. raven. He'll ride. Nick will ride. Uh, I'm going to ride the Blue Jays. Toss. What's your bet going to be really quickly before we sign off? You have to pick a team. Stros. Stros. Nice. Going with the favorite. Can't argue there. Fans out there, drag both feet inbounds. We're going to full count. Rip that puck at that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free. And your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. Because they're free. We outshow. We love you. Hook them horns. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the Charity Stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.